in the early 2000s if you heard man i feel like a woman come on at an nbha show or any mega barrel race you knew to run to the fence because you were about to see the legendary hotshot likely take the lead hotshot registered as Nate Shilbar, was purchased out of a sale barn and trained by Peyton Rainey, who had tremendous success on him, including winning the 1997 Rookie of the Year title and an NFR qualification. He won with Peyton until 2001, when Janet Stover leased him for the NFR, winning a record-setting amount to clinch her the world championship, a record that would still hold today if his placings were tied to current NFR payouts. And then he went on to secure his spot in the history books with the Steinhoff girls, jockeyed by Tanya, Tierney, and Taylor Steinhoff for over a decade. Hotshot continued to win until his passing in 2011. Tierney Steinhoff Small took some time to share the legacy of Hotshot with us, and we know you all will love this one. This week, our Patreon members will get an exclusive extra listen to Tierney walk through what it was like to make a run on Hotshot, as well as a bonus 15 minutes with Tierney, where she talks about the cloning of Hotshot. This story will give you goosebumps. Thank you to all of our listeners that go above and beyond to help support our podcast. If you're interested in signing up, visit www.patreon.com and just search The Money Barrel. You'll get access to this as well as numerous bonus episodes and extended content from episodes over the last year and a half. This episode is brought to you by Expert Equine. Learn more about their REM mask at the commercial break. This episode is going to be like a blast down memories lane. Um, We are talking with Tierney Steinhoff Small and... Our, our conversation today is going to be about the great hot shot and all things that he did for the industry. Thank you so much for giving me some time. I know you have young kids, but just to, to talk and share the story of hot shot. Yeah, no, thank you for reaching out. Like I said, I will talk about him anytime, anywhere. So my husband kind of rolls my eyes when I say that, but I'm serious. I'm I will always talk about him. I'll be on my deathbed probably talking about him. <laughs> Which I'm so glad. I was actually talking to some friends last week, and um, even one of my friends is like, yeah, I, th- I think I know that name, but, you know, what did he do again? And right. I, I just remember growing up, and all the barrel horse news had his cover yeah. on it. Like, he was yeah. the first great horse that I saw when I was growing up. So um, why right. don't... Why don't we just kick it off and, like, let's start at the beginning. Tell our listeners about your family and about your background, like, before Hotshot came into your life. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So, um, my parents, um, I have, of course, mom and dad, and then I have an older sister, Tanya, um, sign off, which she's now Owen. She's married. She has two kids as well. And then I have a younger sister named Taylor um, sign off. Um, The three of us grew up on my parents' horse and cow ranch. Um, We moved cattle. We first me and Tanya did a bunch of play days and junior rodeos around here and things like that by the time Taylor came along um for instance like I remember we went to I think I think it was 2000 was our first year we went to NBHA Youth World um and I got 19th in the 2D on a little black mare I had like that was our first deal like Taylor was born in 97 so I mean she was just two or three years old so her joke growing up like four or five years old and we'd go like if it didn't have 2000 added back then she wasn't going like she never got to experience the play day part of it she grew up going straight to the races um Tanya and I just kind of had it all um but no I mean there was mornings like four at four o'clock dad would wake us up we'd be on horseback by daylight moving cattle like it just 
horse, normal horse and cattle ranch, except my dad had three hired hands and we were Tanya, Tierney, and Taylor. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, did your parents like barrel race or compete at all? Or did you guys just kind of get into that for fun? So my dad is from a little town in Nebraska. Um, he, they farmed, they had horses, cattle, I mean, everything. Um, he would go rope one if he had to doctor one. Um, he always rode things like that. Um, Never really competed much, I don't believe. I think it was all just for the farm and ranch use. He had cell barns. He was an auctioneer, and he actually sold his share at 18 years old of his, I think, two or three cell barns from Nebraska and moved down here to Oklahoma where he still lives today oh, wow. to start his life. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He moved you know, sold his cell barns and moved down here and started everything. Um, my mom kind of always just had a horse for 4-H, things like that, just to play and stuff like that. Never really competed. Um, I honestly don't recall how we kind of got started besides the fact that we just were doing the local, um, my parents got on the board here in the town there and got, uh, on the play, local play day association. And, you know, back then all there was was really, you either roped or your barrel race. They didn't have, like they have it now, like the breakaway and new things like that. So like, that was what we just went with. And my dad went out and bought Tanya a really nice barrel horse. Her name was Hatches New Year. And we, she was good, and we went somewhere, and I'm pretty sure she placed really high. Like I said, I don't recall the many details, and we were just kind of hooked from there. He kind of started going with us, and my mom kind of just made sure we always had the horses going. So um, to answer your question shortly, no, sorry. Um, I can't get going, sorry. Uh, no, neither one of them really competed. It was just something that we kind of went off with, so... Did you have any mentors in the barrel racing world? Like you bought this nice horse. Was it just a, obviously you guys knew horses and horse flesh, but was it somebody that was like, Hey, your girls, you know, can ride well, come try this horse or. So kind of a backstory there too, before we get to that, like my dad, like I said, he was an auctioneer and my mom worked in the cell barn offices. Like there would be some nights he would sell or someday he would sell a horse or cow sell all day. And then that evening go to a horse sell. So, and my dad always had horses at the horse sales, and us girls, we rode them. Like, my mom has home videos, um, like, before it was cool. Like, we were doing back tucks and forward rolls off the back of the horses. We'd ride them in triple. Um, we'd do forward rolls over their head, go between their legs. Like, we put on, honestly, a show. Like, we, we had good horses. We, I mean, of course, we worked with them beforehand. Um, so, we just always kind of rode that way, and... Uh, you're going to, now you're making me stop and I'm trying to think of her name. Um, there was, I mean, I went to a Connie, I'm pretty sure it's Connie Combs clinic. I went to one or two of those, I believe. Okay. Um, and then I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. I can see her face, but we were so little. Um, sidebar, I could probably ask my mom and dad and they tell me immediately, but she was in Shakota. And I remember there was a couple of times during summers when we were younger, we'd go down there and ride with her and she would help us and things like that. Um, but honestly, I think we got most of, I know I did, like, I got all my riding from the cell barn horses. Like, my dad, we had a, a sand pen set up in our barn where we set up a mock, like, uh, cell ring, and, like, we rode, and, like, there was some nights, like, we'd sit down there, and I remember, I'll be honest, like, I was in tears, because, like, I couldn't, didn't want to ride no more, like, I couldn't figure out what my dad was saying, but, like, those cell barn horses in those nights, and, like, my mom was like, dinner's ready, those nights are what made us the riders we are. Like, I 100% going back to those cell barn horses and going and selling them, they made us. That's, I mean, my dad always just told us just how to sit and how to ride and, like, keep our hands quiet, things like that. Like, truly, that's what made, for me, for sure, I can sit here and say that. My sisters probably mm-hmm. say the same thing. But like I said, T- Taylor kind of just kind of kind of got thrown into it with us. Taylor yeah. and I got to experience a little more that way. So... Oh, I love yeah, it. Gosh, I'm sitting here trying to think of that lady's name. Right? Oh, I'm, I think she lives down in Texas now. She had a girl 
girl I think about Taylor's age. Like, oh, I just, I'm so aggravated. I cannot think of her name. You'll think of it sometime in this. I like, know. oh, yeah. We'll, that... be talking, we'll be talking right now the rest of the time, and then it'll come to me in the middle of it. So you guys bought this this good barrel horse and kind of started venturing into the, the NBA chase and the jackpots. Um, you know, kind of kind of take us through that and what horses did you have at the time and of course yeah. you know what led up to hotshot so yeah so we had like we actually had been to the NBHAs. i think we went 99 to like just the local like drivedale super show that's here in tulsa and um i know we went in 2000 like i said that was the year we first went to youth world and my mom always had us dressed my neighbor and my aunt my grandma actually handmade all of our shirts back in the day and, like, my mom would design them, and they would come and things like that. Um, and so, like, we – oh, my gosh, you want to know what? The name just came to me. <laughs> Her name was Connie Harris. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. I told you it would come to me. There you go. Anyway, so we always had it, and it was kind of a joke. I don't remember how we got hooked up with Alan, but, like, we got a hold of him. He was like, we love Shania Twain. Like, we want it to play. So, like, we were just these little girls in these shiny shirts at the Super Show and stuff like that. So Tanya had a bay mare. Her name was Spottom Scout. Um, she was very consistent. I actually rode her as well, and so did Taylor. And then we sold her some, like, my best friend's family um, in South Carolina. Michaela Jo Allman actually had her until she passed away. I mean, she, she, she taught, and a lot of us grew up on her. But so Tanya had her. She was really nice, and it was kind of funny because Peyton had missed the check-in for the Open at the BFA that December. This was 2001. And she was talking, and I think Alan was the one standing there, had her overheard her, like, miss, and was like, hey, you should get a youth, you know, to ride her, blah, blah. So Peyton had called Tanya and asked, and Tanya told her, point blank, like, I'm going to have to think about this. I'll tell you no. Let me sleep on it. Like, I, my, me and my horse are doing really good. I, I'm going to have to let you know. Because we had already checked in, and, like, you could still horse change. So that next morning before she went to school, like, mom and dad was like, hey, you know, I think you should probably ride this horse. Like, there's an opportunity here. And she's like, I just don't know. Like, Scout and I are doing really good. Well, long story short, she ended up saying yes. So we went down there. And I don't recall, but I'm pretty sure Tanya just warmed him up. And there again, I think it was Connie Harris. And Peyton kind of led Tanya down the alleyway to, like, the mouth of the alley at the city and let her go. And she won the youth. Like, it just, it was a match. And so she continued to run him. Um, all through the next year, actually, that might have been two. That was two thousand because she won the world in oh one. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that was the end of two thousand. Um, the first year was BFA was two thousand because she rode him all through oh one and oh two, and she won world titles in oh one, and then oh two. Yeah, yep. So then oh two, and so um, Peyton had kind of told my parents that she was looking to sell him, and so they had talked about it. Needless to say, us girls knew none of this at the time. And so we were actually at Ardmore in September at a barrel race, and Tanya was riding hotshot, and she had told my parents, like, hey, I've leased him to Janet. Her horse is hurt. She's taking him to NFR, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess they all had a meeting, and my parents bought him, you know, with the contingency that he was good after the 10 goes, and, like, he had to come back to Benita, things like that, but let's just keep it quiet until after that. So that was that, no big deal. And then, so word got out out there at Vegas that he was for sale. Well, people were blowing Peyton up. Like, how much do we get the earnings from him? Like, you know, whatever. She's like, he's already sold. Leave me alone. So then they announced this on national TV that he sold. Well, we already knew what had happened because that was before it was all live. And Peyton would call us and let us know what Janet did. But we still watched it on TV, you know, 45 minutes to an hour later. And so uh, 
we had heard that and Tanya was crushed. And so that next morning, my dad called Peyton and was like, well, you sold him. She's like, yeah. He's like, well, you know, we understand. She's like, no, I sold him to you guys, Gary. What are you talking about? So my dad told her. And so she went to Butch Knowles and was like, hey, I don't know where you're getting your information, but he's, you know, he's not for sale. He's sold, you know, and so he announced that. And so then she came back and was like, well, I was wrong. He's, he's, you know, for sale. And so they actually, she went to dad and stuff. She's like, this is just crazy. So she went home and got hold of Butch. They wanted to actually fly us out there to Vegas that year and announce it. But my dad said, no, you know, we had school and things like that. So then they wanted to film a film crew to the house so that they could film our reaction and all this. And my dad's like, no, they'll know what's coming up. So mom just hit a camera in the corner of the house to watch our reaction. Well, I'm not, like, I think it was right as the barrel started, that 10th go, we lost power in our house. The TV goes out. So, like, we're scrambling. We ran down to my grandparents' place, um, my grandma and my aunt's house, and we watched it down there. And, like, there it was on national television that, you know, Bitch Knowles says, you know, I told him he was sold and was for sale and he was sold and things like that. But, um, you know, he is sold to 10-year-old Tanya Steinoff of Benito, Oklahoma, Merry Christmas. And, like, we all went crazy. Tanya started crying. Like, <laughs> Taylor and I were doing backflips saying we bought Hot Shot. Like, it just was just an extraordinary time. That is incredible. Um, yeah. Okay, hold on. We're gonna we're gonna have to go back, fill in some of these holes. So you, no, you're good. I know I skipped. I'm sorry. I told you I can get going, and I don't know what I'm saying, but I can tell you everything about me. No, I love it. Um, okay, so back up to the BFA. So, uh-huh. so I guess let's back up before that. So Peyton, okay. it's Peyton Rainey, right? She had him. In- yes, so actually she was Peyton Warner, and okay. she actually took Hot Shot to, she, so they bought him. Mm-hmm. Um, her, they actually had bought a different horse at the horse sale that night that they were at. And as they were leaving, they saw Hot Shot in the pen, and they had bought, I'm pretty sure it was a big bay mare, and he was in the kill pen, and they liked him. Her dad did, Jack, and um, Jack knew the guy, was like, hey, we have got this big fat black bay mare over here let's you know trade whatever and they bought that mare for 750 so they ended up trading for hot shot and so they took it home was going to make him a road horse and he just he's too wiry in the box is kind of all we were kind of under the assumption so she started putting him on the barrel pattern and she was at a high school rodeo and it was snowed and she's like i'm not running my good horse i'll ride my backup which was hot shot and i'm pretty sure she got like second or third that go and she knew there was something there so she just kept working with him well, then she started rodeoing on him, and in 97, she made made um, NFR, and that was the year she won rookie on Hot Shot because of him. I had no idea he was a sale barn horse. Yeah, yeah, he was actually in a kill pen, so he was going to go to truckload of kill pen within a matter of probably minutes. I don't, I don't really know how close it was, but, you know, but yeah, he was in the kill pen. That's crazy, and so... So you, did you guys before, so then, you know, flash forward a couple years and Mm -hmm. I looked up and I don't know, I mean, I cannot imagine that the records were super great back then, but he is being marked is like Peyton of winning like 200,000 on him um, at the rodeo. So clearly like she was really successful on him. He, he had won a lot because two, 200,000 back in. 97, 98. I mean, I don't even know what right. that would be now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't even know that number to be honest, but yeah, I know, I know that she got on him and he made, he made her make Vegas and then won her rookie of the year is what it was. And I think she won a go or two in 97. I really can't tell you that's no, but that, I wasn't that old at that point. I didn't, I've never really dug back into those facts for sure. I know she could tell you, of course, Yeah. but so and she then, was Peyton Warner and then, you know, then she became Peyton Rainey, but, um, so she was looking at trying to make him a youth horse, and in 2000, and that's when she let Whitney Wells run him at the Josie Junior World, and Whitney and Hotshot actually still have their arena record. What it is, I don't know. Tanya could tell you. She's a numbers person, but, um, and they told me on my Facebook status I made today, somebody told me it still stood, which I knew Whoa. Tanya and Rooster got close to it in 05, and I'm pretty sure that was a four or five, so... Um, they say it still stands, but, and then Whitney actually hit a barrel in the short go to win Josie's awning that year. And that was 2000. Wow. And then, so what, what was he entered at at the BFA in what you said, 2000? And that just happened to be where you and. Yeah. For the open sweepstakes. And Peyton had missed check-in for the open sweepstakes. And so that was when she turned and they called Tanya to see if she wanted to run him in the youth. Because she was already there and everything, but she had actually missed check-in for him for the open sweepstakes. Okay, and Alan connected. Alan, is it Alan Moorhead? Yes, I'm sorry, yes. Okay, I <laughs> was... I'll use, I'll use first names, but <laughs> it's everybody. Everybody knows them. So yeah. I'm, uh, that's, let me rephrase that. That's how I've always been under the assumption that Alan kind of helped make the connection for us. Yeah, that's so cool. And I mean, I, I assumed Alan, but like I said, I just want to make sure to clarify yes. for listeners. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I like I said, I'll say first names. You stop me and you, yeah, but Alan Moorhead, yes. That may not, no, that's incredible. And then your sister gets on, goes to winning. And then, so how did Janet get a part of the picture? Wasn't her horse hurt before the finals? Yeah, so I honestly can't tell you as a hundred percent, but I do know like Peyton had rodeoed and Janet had rodeoed too. So I think they knew each other, and I think she just called Peyton up because Bo, her horse, had gotten hurt and had um, I don't know if she asked to buy, borrow, whatever, but I know she leased him from Janet, or she had asked to lease him to go to the NFR because her horse was hurt and not going to be back. And so Peyton agreed and everything. And I guess at that point, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm fuzzy on those details. I guess at that point, Janet. Janet, a lot of people think that Janet owned him. Janet never owned him. He just, she just leased him from Peyton. But I guess at that point, Peyton turned around and talked to my parents about she was ready to sell him, you know, things like that. So, and I know that was, I know my parents bought him in September. We were actually at Ardmore at a barrel race with them when they sat down and did the deal. But like I said, I know he had to come home. The deal was, you know, he had to come back sound and good to go from Vegas and come back home that way, which Peyton had been to our house the last few years for Christmas. So she was just going to come home from Vegas with him to our house for Christmas that year as well. I cannot. So, um, he was going to be Tanya's present, and she had to go feed that next, you know, Christmas morning yeah. with a bow on around his neck. But, of course, that didn't work out 100%. So, but. <laughs> I cannot imagine being your parents and just, like, not talking about this for two months. I know. I really, I really am shocked that they didn't. I mean, honestly, I, from whatever the assumption I'm under, my parents knew it, Peyton knew it, and Peyton's dad. I'm sure there might have been one or two more people, like, bank-wise. Yeah. But nobody who really knew anything about the industry. But I, I'm always under the assumption that all that knew it until out there at Vegas. So, That's so... I don't know if I could have kept quiet. Yeah, there's no way. Um, and then... Obviously, Janet had a tremendous finals on him. Like I said, I had to do some research before this because yeah. I was 
10 when I was reading all these. No, I was a little bit older, but like still like 10 to 15 yeah. reading the Barrel Horse News, you know, to yeah. all about him. Um, and so I had to kind of refresh my memory. But right. Janet, do you remember what she went into that NFR where she was in the standings? I tried to find it, but I couldn't. I honestly don't recall, but I want to say my sixth or seventh sticks in my head. But like I said, I could be totally off base. Cause I, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she was not number one. Yeah, cause I went in and looked, and they yeah. won. I, I, what I wanted to do is, I think on your Facebook post you said at the time she set a record of winning like mm-hmm. 126,000 at the finals, which yes. I wanted to extrapolate that to like all their placings to now, like what that would right. be. Cause I think it was paying like 13,000 around to win it back then. Right. Um, so what I can, what I recall is I think she won four sticks in my head that she won four, maybe six. No, four. I think she won four goes. Yep. Of, of the 10. And then I know in the ninth, ninth go, she hit a barrel. Um, but other than that, like the other goes that she did not hit a barrel, she like she was second or third, like she placed high, I, if I recall correctly. Um, but she didn't win the average; she actually was second in the average that year. But of course, she won the world on him. So oh, okay, because I was like, wait, she won second in the average. How'd she hit a barrel? Well, of course, yeah, generally so people hit a barrel. Hit a barrel. <laughs> she hit the thir- she hit. I want to say it was the third barrel in the ninth go. Okay, I, I, I can tell you crazy facts like that, but I can't tell you who you know who names. Stuff. Yeah, and he goes out there, and then <clears throat> so she wins yeah. the world. And I did look; she won it by forty-eight thousand dollars, which yes. again compared to like, I mean, that would be a yeah. hundred thousand plus in this time. So like, he was just you know so incredible yeah. through that. And then the one thing that I um was looking at too. So by this time, before you girls even got on him, mm-hmm. he was thirteen. 14 because let's talk about his yeah. birthday i saw that he was born in 1987 and then you said yes he was born on october 26th 1987 yes. how does that happen <laughs> i know right it was i i, I have no idea that honestly i really don't know that one but you know i and it's kind of funny is a few days ago i don't know whose facebook post it was but before his birthday i literally saw somebody post like why is there not fall fall falling like there is fall heavy <laughs> and i was like I never thought of that, but then I was like, wait a minute, Hush, that was a fall baby, like, maybe there's, and I even put on that person's status, like, I agree, why is there not fall falling, Hush, that was October baby, you know? That, Um, so this, so that's so funny, and this is one of the things I love about social media, sidebar, shout out to Melinda, because I read that post too, and, okay, yeah, okay, (laughs) who was it, I can see her, I can see it, but I'm like trying to figure out who it was, yep, Uh, and I found that funny. Shout out to Melinda. And then I think that's almost where I saw your comment. And then I started seeing your videos, which led me down this path to this conversation. That's that's one thing my family has, we've all said in the last 10 years, like we wish for hot shot's sake. So like, I'm glad I didn't grow up with it. I'll be honest. Cause like, I loved my childhood. For hot shot's sake, I wish social media would have been around for him. Like I, I don't even know the door. I mean, doors were open. Don't get me wrong. He opened so many doors for my family and I. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine what other doors would have been opened if social media wasn't, like, how it is now back then for him. Uh, 100%. I mean. Like, and... I, just, I, 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 just, I just sit here and I wonder so many times about it. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to, to do this, to kind of talk about him. So, I mean, at this point in his career, he is 
87 to 2001. So that's like 14 plus yeah, or minus. Yeah, he was 13 or 14 when Tanya started writing. Yeah, so. math is terrible. Um, yeah. He's been rodeoed on, one rookie of the year. He's won the world, multiple writers. And then you girls get on him and... I mean, kind of like don't don't glaze over anything. Like when Tanya gets on them, I mean, tell us kind of how that started and what were some of the bigger wins. What were some of the hardest parts? Because I mean, you like you literally are the first big time writers I can remember watching. Yeah. So Tanya got on him um, at BFA there, and she won that youth show, which that is what we've always considered. You know, it's a BFA youth world, so that's her first world title right there on him. And so she's continued to write him in 01. Um, and she, I know she won the NBHA Youth World title on him in 01. And she actually tipped, I believe, the second barrel in the Open World that year in the short go to win it. But I know, I want to say, I can't recall if it's 01 or 02, that she won the NBHA Open World Sweepstakes, which is, you know, the race mm-hmm. they had before the whole race that week. She won the whole 1D on him. Like, there was not another horse at the World Show in the 1D. And, like, there was probably, I don't recall numbers either, but there used to be, like, five, 600 entries in that barrel race. And she won the entire 1D on Hotshot. Wow. Like I said, I don't know if that was 01 or 02. Um, she could tell you. But, I mean, like, that was just there. Um, so then she won Josie's, I don't know, there again, 01, 02, maybe both years. I don't, I don't want to take away from somebody who did win those years. But I just, I don't. I know that sounds bad. I know that she won it, but the years, it wasn't me. So I can't recall it 100%. How old was she at this time? So in 2001, Tanya would have been 11. Okay. Because she, she was born in 90. So oh, wow. Depending on, and she was, her, she's a July baby. So, yeah, Youth World was always her birthday. So depending on when or where, but yeah. Okay. So she, she won her first world title in 2000, you know, in December. So she would have been 10 years old at that time. So... Yeah. That's crazy. And so, and then what was their career then, like together? Yeah. So she won all that. And then she won the mega audience, countless youth world and open world short goes. Um, then the all American came into play sidebar. I, we find it funny, like not funny, I guess, but hotshot won. I can't tell you. I, I know for a fact that there was a few years, like we won both goes. We never hotshot never won the all American youth, which kind of sucks. <laughs> Because it just, there was, like, deals that happened. Like, I remember the first year Tanya won it. Like, he stumbled and threw her in front of the saddle. And, like, her saddle, her jeans got hung on her saddle horn. Like, and I believe that Ralph had to go, like, and, like, the tractor drivers went out and, like, got her off of the front of his neck. Things like that. Like, it was just, it was so random things. Like, or hit a barrel, you know. Like, one year with me, he pancaked. Like, the ground didn't hold him. Um, like, it just was random weird things. But he never won that. Uh, so, but, I mean, he won short the long goes all the time but i mean the mega i would say the next kind of biggest thing for tanya um was the mega you know winning it by one one thousandth of the second and it, that's when it paid thirty thousand you know and that was back in like you said oh one oh two uh which thirty thousand then is still thirty thousand today but i mean it was yeah more, you know in a way back then and then we went out we actually made the trip out to reno nevada to the all-american west finals out there and they had a slot race and Tanya won it, you know, and that was a standard pattern. And she was running seven and eights out there in the indoor and outdoor pen at Reno. And she won the average and won it out there as well on him. So, I mean, I know those are big, those are bigger ones that she won on him. 
how was he to how how was he to be around like you know you girls are young and he is obviously pretty high powered like what was he like to be around for you guys so he was quirky i'll be honest anybody that knew him was quirky he really did not care for men um like i don't think that my dad really could ever really catch him i know the horseshoer at the time when he would come like we'd have to have if like we weren't going to be around or something we'd have to have him tied up in the stall because like he couldn't go catch him um I mean, he, you had to watch him sometimes, but like, I mean, he was really good around us, but like sometimes if you caught him on guard, off guard, like he would try to kick, he would try to bite, um, like when you cinched him up, he would always turn around and try to like nip at you. Um, I think he made contact with Taylor a couple times. <laughs> um, and then I'm pretty sure Peyton, I, I know Peyton and all three of us can, I'm not sure about Janet or Whitney. Cause and I know I say those names cause I know there are girls who ran him and put, you know, stats on there for him, mm-hmm. but Peyton and us three girls, we can all say we are in a club. Hot shot, buck this all off. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he was quirky. Like, um, he bucked Tanya off at Stephenville in the warm-up pen, and I'm pretty sure a time or two, maybe at the house. Like, I know he bucked me off at the house and Taylor off at the house, which he bucked Taylor off at the house, I want to say, like, on a Sunday, Monday, and he passed away on a Wednesday. Like, I mean, still right before he passed away, he was still just his quirky self. Like, he was good with us, but he just – he, he really, he has quirks. So that's, if that makes sense. That's like, so one funny. Thing, one thing I recall, like even though after Tanya handed me the lead rope, there was like a handful of times I'd like call her. I'm like, can you come catch him? I can't catch him to go ride him. <laughs> or like the day I know the day he bucked me off. Like I called my mom and dad and they came down there and we had to call Tanya to come catch him in the pasture because we couldn't catch him. <laughs> That's like, so funny. But I will say, like, I'm kind of probably getting ahead of myself here, too. But, like, once he got injured um, there in late, I don't know if it, I think it was, like, early 2003 when he got injured. Um, like, Tanya was homeschooled at the time. Like, I'm not kidding you when I said it on my Facebook. Like, there would be so many times, like, she was down there in that barn. She rehabbed him 100%. Like, they just had a bond. So, like, I really think that was, like, the times, like, when I couldn't catch him, I'm like, he's mine. Like, I mean, I called him my horse because like he was gifted to me but yeah. I really feel he was still always Tanya's like they had that bond and like it makes me like I'm almost tearing up saying it because like he was my horse and I rode him a lot most and like I I loved him to death and like I know he loved me but deep down I'm 100% saying that he had a special bond with Tanya oh like, I love that I mean and I, and I mean he just they were that was his person really yeah. I mean I, I don't know. I don't know if they had it from the get-go that way. I, I don't recall, though, but I really think that her just rehabbing him the way she did just made it even stronger. So so talk about that because I, like I said, I was trying to do my research. Um, yeah. Saw that he had overcome a couple different injuries in his career, but, like, at that time, I mean, med- that's, yeah. that's 20 years ago. So right. what what type of injury did he have in, like, when did you guys bring him back? Like, how was that? Yeah, so I know there was a, I want to say left front with Peyton, like when she had him, like, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he kind of had like a small injury there, but I'm not sure what or where it was, um, to be 100%. But like with Tanya with us, um, so he had tore his left hind susp- suspensory ligament. Um, and so I believe where it was is, honestly, he had bucked on the way home with Tanya and we just knew that wasn't him. And so we took him to our vet, Dr. John Marquot here in Benita. And like, he went all over him and everything. And, um, he was just brand new horse vet, you know, um, 
and he was like, I don't know. He actually went with my mom and my sister to EMA to Dr. Stephen Hans, and like they found it. Dr. Stephen Hans um, found it and everything, and like. I mean, Tanya and Stephen Hans, Dr. Hans and Dr. Marcotte, like, they, like, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me 100%, but Tanya, like, so Tanya could probably tell you more at this point. I was too young and in school, so I don't recall, but I'm pretty sure, like, he had, like, a monthly checkup, like, where they went um, to Marcotte, and, like, he would check on it, and then I want to say, like, every other month would go back to Hans, and, like, they would just make sure it was healing and things like that but like I wasn't kidding you like Tanya would sit there and like we would soak his leg um and read to him in the stall or do her school work because like I said she was homeschooled um she would laser his leg I want to say that she lasered it at least three different times if not more during the day like morning noon night like I mean wow she rehabbed she did and then when she got the okay to start walking like um so my dad like I said we're a horse and cattle ranch like he has a it's a dirt road that splits his our property he owns everything down both sides of it so we call it the dirt our old road I mean basically but it is not many people come up and down it so like we we use it to move cattle and things but anyway when she got the okay that he could start getting more movement and get out of stall she literally started hand walking him down that road like rain sleet snow like she walked him and then when she got the okay to trot, you know, she got on. And I remember it being a day that when she got the okay to trot, like, we were all down there in the pastures to make sure it was all going to be okay. Like, and she just started trotting. Like, there's still to this day, I haven't been in that pasture to ride the path in a long time because I haven't been home. Yeah. But I know it's I know it's still there. But him and her made a path in the one pasture. And one time around it is a half a mile. And so she had it down to, okay, she had to walk, I don't know, say two miles before she could start trotting and he could trot, you know, half a mile to begin with. And then she just, every, every time that they gave him the okay, she would increase it, you know, half a mile, half a mile, or I don't know, something like that. And then she would get to know where she got to loathe and things like that. But like the trail, I, I mean, I exercised him on the trail, that path or trail, whatever you want to call it. Um, even after I had other horses and after he passed and I still lived at home, that, that was the place we went to ride. And that was the path, like all of our horses, we didn't have an arena. So all of our horses knew that path. And like, we, and it was just a big square in this in this uh, pasture. Like, like I'm, I know it's still there because it's wore out. <laughs> but like, I mean, we just we all had it. I mean, she she rehabbed him. I mean, like I said, 100. percent And back then, like we so she we had the laser mm-hmm. and we had the PHT magnets, and that that was pretty much all that was available back then. Like, I mean, really, we don't have the technology that we do today. So, um, I mean, it took, it took a while. Like he got hurt. Like I said, I'm not sure it was early Oh three and she brought him back, um, brought him back. I want to say June or July, I think it was June. She started kind of finally starting to cruising through in Oh four. Oh wow. Um, and I know she took him to the mega in Oh four. And, uh, that was the year she wanted on rooster. And that was kind of the deciding factor. Like she had rooster and, you know, and hot shot, you know, that was kind of a little unfair to have both of them. And so that next week was my birthday, and that's I, her and mom and dad. I'm sure talked about it. I don't know, but that's when she gifted him to me. So wow, that's I yeah. mean that is just so cool. Because again, like thinking back 20 years ago, yeah, you know, yeah. to the the time, and I think yeah. we've talked about it before with vets on the podcast. Like a lot of people just don't want to give the time. Like sometimes they yeah. just need time and that dedication. But for her to bring him back, um to that level and just take care of him. And I mean, at this point he's 15. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be, and I even said it on Facebook. I mean, and I'm not going to say names. There's a vet, you know, my dad and then went to him and he laughed at my dad's face and with Tanya, there holding hot shot and was like, 
you've crippled the best barrel horse there is. He'll never run a day in his life again. He's done for. Congratulations. Like, he laughed it off to them. Aww. And so, like, I mean, like, we like to say, you know, like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, he'll never work. Like, <laughs> and I think it was, I want to say 15 or 16 months after that, he went and won the world, you know? Like, yeah. oh, not bad for a horse that'll never run again. But, you know, we had two great bets that believed in it and that and you know and I recall Tanya saying like remember conversations like Dr. Hans was like if you do this we can get him back and like him and Marquette like they came up with different things and like that's what I said Tanya literally did it all like she rehabbed him hand like I said hand the hand walking hand trotting and then she kind of got on his back you know I mean it was yeah. just yeah like I remember I remember the day that he could finally get turned out and it was in his path in his trap and stuff and like me, it was, I want to say it was Valentine's Day because mom was in the house cooking, but me, Taylor, Tanya, and dad all went down. Tanya t- walked into the corner of the bottom of his, co- of his pasture and turning loose, and then we all went like 20 feet back so he couldn't start running up the hill and things like that. Like that way he was confined. Um, and we just kind of gradually started keep walking back until he was, you know, we didn't want him just to dart out there and re injure himself. Yeah. Um, but uh. yeah, no, I mean, like it we all wanted him to come back and like she believed and they believed and you know, God's healing. I mean, it, it all was God's timing. All of it was, I mean, a hundred percent. Absolutely. No doubt. So. And you know, when I, I pulled the stats, it, they had him winning like 177,000 under Tanya, which of what was recorded. Yeah. I mean, how much probably it was not recorded, but. I, that was just fixing to stop you there and like not being mean, but like back then, the only stats they had was the big barrel races. Yeah. And they did, and if you look at it, they don't count the rodeos. So mm-hmm. none of the rodeo stats are in there. Yeah. Like, when they do the horse of the year and stuff like that, like, none of them. Like, they didn't count Peyton's NFR earnings. They didn't count Janet's NFR earnings. Like, they yep. didn't do those stats back then. So that's what, I just, I don't even, we don't even know ourselves. But, I mean, I mean, just to stop and think of really what, how much he won was way more than what is even on paper. Oh, absolutely. And at at that point, you know, before the incentives, before the thought races, before all that stuff. He might um, have been in the incentives anyway, because he's not. (laughs) Right. But, you know, uh, she won so much on him. And then, so you get on him. And how old were you at this time? So she handed me the leader up on my 11th birthday. Okay. And I want to say that was like a like a Tuesday, I want to say, I don't call the days, but that next weekend was the NBHA Drysdale Super Show there in Tulsa. And so I had a week and I literally got to exercising a week and everything. And um, so the first go, they, you know, I mean, I've been working on it all week and I'm not sure, like I watched that video that I posted and I'm like, I, I felt the nerves come back over me just like I was back in that holding pen every time I watch it. Like I just feel the nerves back over me. I'm like, oh my God, what am I fixing to do? And like, I remember going in the alleyway and then the next thing I know, I was at, I was done and my dad's like, well, that's good, but you whipped too much. We're taking it away. You need to focus on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, I got on it and I, I, I want to say, I know I did not win that first go. I want to say I was second or third or something like that, maybe a little farther down there again. I don't like, I don't, I don't recall, but I don't want to take away from people who did win it, but mm-hmm. I want to say Canyon Rooster probably won it because they were there. Um, um, but this, then the second go, I think I won the second go and then they had their own youth show. And that was kind of my first big win was I won that I won the youth and I was like, okay, I can do this. Like there again, I had no whip. My dad still took my whip away from me. That's so funny but, with so him. That was my, that was my first major win was a shoot super NBA super show there in Tulsa on him. And I had just turned 11. 
Yeah, with so, him, you probably then, didn't need a whip. He's gone fast enough. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then, um, so that was, you know, end of August, first of September. And so I really can't ret- can't tell you, you know, September kind of came and went. I know I've made more runs on him. Where or what, I don't know. You know, then the NBHA Open World came up, and that's where we went. And so um, there again, the sweepstakes world title came down. That's the first still. I know Tanya and Rooster won it, and I was second behind them. And so then we came to the first go and the second go. And in the first go, I actually set – Hotshot had the record there at that arena with Tanya. <clears throat> and actually before that, he had the record there with Peyton. So, like, oh, he wow. broke his own record. Like, Peyton and him had set it. And then Tanya and him broke it. Uh, I want to say that was probably – I don't know, there again, it was 01 or 02, they broke it, and then me and him came that first go in 04, and we broke his own record again um, with a 13-8, and then I won the first go, the second go, and then I won the short go as well, but kind of a funny story is like, you know, everybody talks about that, but that weekend right there was so great for my family and I, because I, I might have won those goes, but what the, a lot of people don't know is Tanya and Rooster were right there on my heels. And then Taylor had a bay mare that was named Selon Jetta that I actually was running um, when they gave me hot shots. So I gifted her to Taylor as well. And that's Taylor, you know, that weekend at Drysdale, that was her first run on that mare. And, you know, what people don't realize is Taylor was like 10th right there in the 1D right behind us. Oh, and wow. I Rooster. Like we went from in 04 when we kind of all switched horses there. Tanya had Rooster. I had hot shot. And Taylor had this mare named Jetta. And from 04 until we lost Rooster, um, it was first, second, third at a lot of places. Like, there was a, one deal we were in Starkville, Mississippi, and Jetta and Taylor outran me in Hot Shot. Like, I mean, she, she was on cloud night. I outran Hot Shot, I outran Hot Shot. Like, a lot of people don't realize that, but, like, she was right there with us, you know. And this was, you know, 2004, and she was just born in 97, so she was seven years old. And she placed, and then at the time, she was the youngest competitor to be in the 1D at the NBHA Open World Show. Wow. So, I mean, like, because, like, I was, like I said, I and the short go, I was first, Tanya was reserved, and I want to say Taylor was, like, sixth or seventh in the short go. Like, I mean, she was right there with us. So, like, with that, the, when we talk about our prime time days, that's where I go. It's because all three of us were right there. We're succeeding. Like, I go from August of 04 when I got hot shot to, um, unfortunately, June of 05 when Rooster broke his leg and we had to put him down, you know, like, just that, not quite a year there. That was just the best time for all of us because we went from – there to Colorado to Florida to I mean Tennessee everywhere and it was all three of us had my parents had us mounted and we we were there we were there to win let's just let's just say that they knew it when we pulled in so I love it did you guys like without the social media aspect like did you guys have to endure any of that pushback of being so young on all these big horses like was that an issue back then or were you guys just so busy loving what you were doing that it didn't even matter so I don't recall it to be an issue. Um, I just always kind of remember, like, when we'd get places, like, and I'll be honest, I'll sit here and tell you today, like, I feel kind of ashamed saying this, but, like, my dad would always be like, oh, hey, like, when somebody would say, start talking to us about hot shot, hey, do you want a photo? Oh, hey, here, you want to pet him? And, like, I'm, like I said, I'm ashamed sitting here and saying it, but, like, I'd always get so annoyed. I'm like, Dad, come on, we have things to do. He needs to get in the <laughs> I need to warm up. Like, but I'm sitting here now, and, like, like, on that post that I made, like, it was, it was bringing tears to my eyes that these people, like, sh- showing me these pictures that they had taken with Hot Shot. And, like, wow. my dad had made me stop and do that. Like, I don't really think we had the pushback. Like, just so many people wanted to be around me. I mean, 
we had security i'll be honest though like my mom she we had chains and locks we locked our stalls all three of those horses um hotshot was always locked in a stall we had keys we didn't do the combination um my mom would not sleep the night before short goes most of the night she wouldn't we had a security system on them like she was up she'd go sleep in front of their stall she was around them things like that like she just it really wasn't a pushback i don't think but i mean mm-hmm. she just was always there for them you know, I just, I ask that because especially nowadays, you know, there's always yeah. the conversation about buying them versus what a training, whatever it is. Oh, um, yeah. oh like that. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I don't recall it, to be honest. Yeah. But, like, I've got it. I've got it here um, teen years. The last, like, probably let's just say last 10 years since he's been gone. You know, like, people are like, well, you don't know what you're doing. You know, your daddy just bought you a good horse. And yeah, you're right. My daddy did. I was very fortunate my mom and daddy did. But, you know, I still had to ride him, too. Yeah. Like, and it, I've struggled with it, I think, more last, uh, let's just say 10 years, you know, yep. with, like, social media and being an adult. Like, people say, like, I can't tell you after he passed away, like, we lost so many, like, just friends. I guess they weren't really friends, though, because, you know, like, we went to shows and, like, people were like, oh, so you're retired or, oh, you're a has-been, you know. Like, I'm like, yo, thanks. Yeah, I'm 18 years old and I'm a has-been. That's really nice to hear. Thank you. Like, oh, or, well, you'll never do anything again. And, you know, I haven't won the world since, but, like, I'm trying, but I'm yeah. also living a life. Like, it's just, you know, it's kind of crazy you ask that because, like, I don't recall it back then at all. Like, yeah. at all. Like, I know that some races, like, like there was probably those people, like, oh, they're here, you know. Like, and then we, I'm sure we crossed our paths with other people, but there wasn't social media, so it wasn't blown out of proportion. But, like, it's crazy still, after 10 years, after he's been gone, I'm still getting it. Like, now as an adult. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I ask that because, you know, you see these, there's, you know, some youth riders today that are mounted on phenomenal horses and they win everything. And like, you know, you hear, people might say something, but like in the end, horses of that caliber, you're not just sitting there. Like you are doing the work. And I, you know, I was just curious, obviously you, you guys won as a family for so long. They probably didn't want you to pull up because they knew you were going to go one, two, three. Um, but no, I know what you're saying. Like, I, mm -hmm. and I get it. And like, I've even, like I said, I'm probably ashamed saying this too. Like I've even said it. I'm like thought it myself. I'm like, God, that horse. Like, and they're just velcroed up there. Like, yeah. They're not even like. But I'm also the same part. Like my oldest child, he's not quite two and a half, and like I've had two or three people like, well, if you'll just velcro him up there, you can ride all day. No, I'm not gonna velcro my kid. If he can't sit a horse, he's not gonna ride. Like, yeah. He's gonna like. But I'm against that. That's just my, you know, my opinion. Things like that. But yeah, I just. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying because, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying because I've even seen it, my, like, these last few years. I'm like, God, that horse is so powerful, and they're just, they're velcroed up there. Like, yeah. I, so I know what you're saying because, no offense, I'm I'm ashamed of saying it, but I've thought it on some of them here in the last 15 years myself. Yeah. But I do stop and think, like, okay, but they are sitting up there and riding. Like, they have to be up there. I know from a, I know from a, you know. You know from experience. Like, yeah, yeah. I got that a lot, and I, I still get it. Have you ever slept with the lights on? Could you do it for several nights in a row and still perform at your very best? Have you ever wondered about your horse? Unfortunately, at most big events, the lights must stay on all night long. But there is a solution. REM Restorative Equine Mask from Expert Equine. The REM mask blocks artificial light, allowing for optimal rest and recovery. My name is Bo Whitaker. I'm a veterinarian at Brazos Valley Equine Hospital in Slato, Texas. The whole goal of the REM mask is to prevent sleep deprivation. 
And sleep deprivation is gonna to lead to significant behavioral problems in horses. There are other things as far as stress goes, uh, gastric ulcers, a lot of things that can be secondary to the stress that you, you can see from sleep deprivation. So arrive at the show prepared with the revolutionary REM Restorative Equine Mask from Expert Equine. How long did you get to run him? So I honestly, I rode him from 04 on. Okay. Um, so, so it was, of course, 2011. That next year was my last year in the youth shows. And we had been discussing it. You know, we were going to let him. We hadn't really took him much, um, just kind of local and everything. And that was more tailored because, like I said, I was a senior in high school. And then I went on to college in August of 11. And so, he, and of course, he was not going with me to college. Um, so she had him there. And so she had made, I don't know, I don't know how many runs, but more runs she made on him um, in 10 and 11. The end of 10 in 2011, for sure, was all Taylor mostly. But we had been discussing it, whether or not we were going to take him back um, to Youth World and to Open World, things like that, because it was my last year at the youth shows. And uh, we were just starting to discuss it. You know, we were going to see if he wanted to let us know if he wanted to or not. Um, and if he wanted to, we were going to, I was going to get to. So kind of still almost all the way until he passed away. But Taylor kind of was that last one on him. Um, she had wrote him, like I said, that I don't, it was a Sunday or Monday um, when she had wrote him and she had, he had knocked her off and like um, the chiropractor was, had been there and everything like that. So he'd worked on him and he was feeling good. And he'd passed away, you know, that Wednesday night or Wednesday or Thursday night. But yeah, no, I, so to your question, I wrote him the majority of the time just because we just clicked. Taylor ran him her first time. I want to say that was 07 or 06. I don't know. She posted the video too herself, but I don't recall what year it was. But it just, me and him just kind of clicked a little more. So I stayed on him for a little bit longer. That's my next question was going to be at what point did you guys retire him? I didn't realize he never really was retired. He just. Yeah, no, so he never did. He would pout. Like, if we would go just like a local jackpot, like, we didn't take him to those, especially yeah. when the prime time. But, like, he'd go in the corner of the stall, like, and you could tell, like, he was pouting, like, like you're seriously not taking me? And then there was times, like, we'd be like, okay, you get to go. Like, um, the way our my parents' house is, like, our barn is on the other side of our house and where we parked our truck and trailers was on the other side, kind of up of a hill. And like, we literally, literally there's, I don't even know how many times, countless times, like we just open a stall door and like catch him and say, go load up. And he would go out of the barn and go up to the trailer and get on it. And like, there was times you, you could tell, like you weren't getting him off until we went somewhere, but no, so we never really retired him. Now, um, we slowed up. I will say like, Oh nine was the last year he ever went to any of the big shows. Um, that you know in 2010 mm -hmm. it just kind of we took him to some local ones but I mean we just we thought we were going to retire him but he didn't like it we thought we would kill him faster if we retired him so we kept him in shape and we kept him going things like that um I had got a new horse and I was trying to high school rodeo and we had made the deal that if I made the high school finals I could take him out there like I was taking him to the high school finals if I made him which mm -hmm. I didn't but I mean like, he wasn't really retired, really. We just kind of slowed up for the sake of him. Like, we we didn't want to make him have to travel. He had given us so much. Why did we need to keep pounding him? You know, yeah. like, we owed it to him. But then at the same time, he wanted to go. So, like, and that was the deal. Is 
we were actually going to a jackpot that um, that weekend that he was after he passed away. It was the new year. We always go somewhere, and um, it was on cards for Taylor to running that weekend. Like, I mean, he was he was exercised. He was you know in shape, ready to go. We had come home from the Mike and Sherilyn Johnson's Invitational Barrel Race there in Tulsa that night. Late, um, I had been riding that horse. Like I said, I was, his, his name was Ten Zan Man. Um, I was trying to rodeo, and that was him. You know, and I had a good weekend. I think I ended up second or third that whole weekend. I'd won the long go. Um, and like we came home that night and Taylor and I fed the horses up and he was perfectly fine. Like, I mean, he, he it just, it was God's timing to call him home, you know? That's incredible. So. Bucking people off at the age of 24, <laughs> getting ready to go to a barrel race and yeah. just, it yeah. was his like, time. I mean, he, I mean, we, and it was later that night we fed, cause like I said, we came home and I, it was Taylor and I putting horses up and stuff like that. Cause like I said, like I said earlier, he's quirky. Like we'd walk behind his stall and like he was already eaten. And so like, I remember like. I was like Taylor had fed him and it was December so we were she was breaking water and I was walking behind him to go put hay out in his lean to and I'm like hey hot shot hey hey it's me like I was trying to make sure he realized I was walking behind him and it wasn't the dog or something to go throw hay to him I mean he was fine he had ate all his feed and ate his hay and water I mean it just he laid down down there in his corner of his run um like I said on Facebook I mean it yeah. over my mom's kitchen window where the sink is it overlooks his run and that's actually him and Rooster shared that run. When Rooster passed away, we buried him in the corner of it. And that's how Shaw had laid down where he always slept, which was right there kind of near Rooster. And, you know, just his heart stopped. He passed away. God called him home. So, wow. Like, that, it, was, it, was, it was not a very good morning at the sign-off house, I'll be honest. But, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I can't even imagine. But at the same time, like, that's so great that he was able to choose that on his own timing instead yeah. of oh, for sure because there's no doubt if he would have collect or if something else would have happened like i mean i can sit here and say that i know i probably would have been like here take my money take this yeah do everything like, we would have we would have tried i mean to a point i think like yeah. we known that he was suffering it was the same thing with rooster i mean we hated to do it but he was suffering his i mean rooster talk was shattered like there was nothing Doctor, they were getting Doctor Marcotte had came to us where he had done it, which was Tulsa, and he was like, "Hey, there's nothing else." Like he, we loaded him up. Mom and Tanya rode in the trailer with Rooster and held him up as me and Dad drove. Taylor actually went with some friends back with the other horses, came back home with them, and uh, I mean it was. I mean anyway, we got to EMA there with Rooster, and you know we looked over, took X-rays, and Doctor Stephen Hans was like, you know. I've only seen a break like this one other time, and it was a mare, and we just cast it long enough to flush her and get some, you know, he's like, there's just nothing. Mm. So we made, you know, the tough decision. Like, And I'm sure if it came to that with Hot Shot, we would not have let him suffer. We were yeah. not, I mean, no no ifs, ands, or buts. We never would have let him suffer. We would have, but we're just glad that he did it where none of us had to make the call where, okay, it's time to put him down. Yeah, absolutely. So, because, I mean, we would have, but then, okay, then who is it? And then, you know, there's always just that little bit of, I made that call to put him down. Like, I'm so glad my parents, because it would have been mom or dad, 100%, because they're mom and dad. Like, I'm so glad that neither one of them have to live with that. Like, he did it for us. Yep. You know? Yep. Like, I, I feel bad that morning, like, like because uh, it, it's every day, every morning, mom would let the dogs out of the house. He'd kind of raise his head up because he knew, you know, he'd, he'd raise his head up and kind of start stretching and getting up because he knew feed was coming. Like, it was just, that was the routine, especially those time of year because, well, especially then because that was break and so we weren't at school. And so we were, you know, mom would always mix up. And I just remember, like, mom says she let the dogs out and he didn't raise his head up. So she brought him back in. He didn't raise his head up. 
she walked down there to him and like mom found him and oh. she came running back to the house and you know i really don't remember just much of screaming like carry carry yeah and like yeah and like dad like i don't i don't recall what happened there besides the fact that my dad was just hollering up at his girls get dressed get down here you know get down here now we're like why what's wrong like you, we could tell like i remember remembering knowing like you just the way he was yelling at us to get down here that something was wrong you know and like they stopped us there in the kitchen and like no. Sorry, oh. I'm losing it. That's making me cry. <laughs> no, I, I said, I'm sorry, I'm losing it. But, like, Dad's telling us, like, hey, he's like, Hotshot's gone. Like, and I don't, I don't remember Tanya Taylor's reactions. I just remember, like, no, you're lying. Like, I just, oh. like, I remember bolting out the door down there to him. Like, no, this can't be true, you know? And, like, it just, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, gosh. That's, that's so hard. Yeah. It, you know, that was, oh yeah, like, he passed I'm, in 2011, so, I mean, just, like, what yeah. a tremendous impact yeah. he had, I, and what yeah. a legacy. Like, yeah, like, I had came home, and honestly, I had, um, I went to school in Texas for a semester, and I had actually came home at Christmas, and was like, I'm not going back, like, I'm done, like, I'm staying home, like, and so, like, I had, oh yeah, it was, it was, I had a rough time there for a while, because, like, I, I didn't go back to school, um, Hotshot passed away, and, like, the next year, then I, I was going to rodeo, instead, of, I didn't go back to school, either, like, I was going to rodeo, like, I had bought my permit, was going to go, and then the horse I was running there, that 10 man, he, he, uh, tears his, um, suspensory, so I was like, oh, yeah, it was just, it was like a rain on tyranny parade there for a while, I felt like, you know, yeah, so, like, oh, that day, like, we called Mark Hot, and he came out, you know, and he's like, okay, he's like, yeah, his heart just stopped, and then, so we have a man there that buried all of our horses before, and so we called him, and he's like, it's going to be a couple hours before I can get there, and we called our, my, you know, we called my uncle, which, who isn't an uncle, but is more of an uncle, he takes care of things for us when we were always gone, um, and he came over, and, like, to help us kind of get the, where we were going to put him, and, like, we all sat down, and, like, we discussed it, and, like, oh, yeah, no, he needs to be beside Rooster right there in his run, like, things like that, like, we discussed it, you know, and then, like, mm-hmm. We kind of all just kind of sat there for a while in silence and like not much got done that day and um like i remember like dad's like okay so there's some people we need to tell like and we had social media then um i'll be honest because that's where we put it out but like it wasn't as much as it was now yeah and so he was like hey he's like so we all kind of sat down and like we kind of made a list of people who needed to be contacted like that he was gone and like i mean like, it was Peyton. Um, at that time, uh, we were sponsored by Triple Crown, but Mike Dameron was the man that we had done so much with, and we still do a lot with him. Like, I mean, there was just a list of people that we needed to call, and, like, we kind of broke it up, and, like, everybody kind of took one or two people to call and tell and, like, let them know, because we wanted them to hear it from us before we put it out there. Yeah. And then, like, we kind of, like, I remember I walked upstairs and made my phone calls, and my, Mike was one of them, but I did it. That's that's how I know. Like, I remember going, like, I went and locked myself in our bathroom upstairs and made the call, like, and sat there and cried and told him. And, like, we all kind of came back to the kitchen table and, like, we kind of sat down. And at the time, Barrel Horse um, World, you know, which I think it's still around, but I didn't like it because you had to, everybody had their hidden names, you know. Like, yeah. Under big names. <laughs> Don't get me started on that one. Yep. But we had had a friend um, who had one, and we actually had asked her a couple times to make statements for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the rooster and stuff like that. So we had called her and we had asked her to make a statement for us and let her know. And then like we kind of all were sitting there and we told her at a certain time to post it. And like we were sitting there and we kind of all made up our own draft of what we were going to say and how we were going to say it. And then like we kind of just all went over what we wanted. Like it was right, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Dad's like, 
dad was like, okay, it's, it's time you can post it. So, and so we posted it and I mean, it was just within seconds, you know, the phone was ringing, text messages, things like that. Like it was a little different. We had been through it before with losing a good horse because we lost Rooster yeah. in 05. But, I mean, like then, social media might have been around. But I don't know because I didn't have it. But um, I think it's more MySpace then. Right. <laughs> but, yep. um, like, I can I can recall, like, the numbers of flowers and cards and just, ran, like, just items that were sent to my family, mainly Tanya, just things that were sent to her. Um, for losing him like people calling and offering courses to Tanya things like that like it was just amazing so, like we had been somewhat through it um, but not the social media aspect of it and so the aspect of social media like we just all posted and stuff and like you just I'm really upset that I've when I got off I there for a while like I said I had my pity party I deleted Facebook and when I came back to Facebook I just got a whole new one and I'm really upset with myself that I didn't go back with the old one because I don't have my hotshot pictures, videos, and, like, that post and, like, the people saying those amazing things on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I'm, I hate it for that. So, like, we just kind of posted it. And, I mean, it's, it's still, like, and I remember that night, like, like it kind of came down to it. And Mom's like, Mom, my mom's one of those that cooks three meals a day, like, everything. And she's like, I can't cook. Like, I remember we called in to the um, local Mexican restaurant and got Mexican and went and got it and brought it back. So, like, even then, like, I remember, like, sitting there, and I called a friend there in town, and I was like, we've lost him, you know, blah, blah, like, I mean, they, like, they were bringing food out, friends in town, and, like, he was a rodeo guy, so, like, he kind of knew more about it, you know, but, like, I called friends, like, from school and stuff like that, and, like, they had no idea, they just knew the stories and what I told them in school, like, they were sent coming out, bringing food, I mean, just, it was amazing the support we had that way, but it just, it was crazy how it all went down. That's so, incredible, and, you know, I... When I Googled and, you know, I wanted to check his name and some of those stats, um, it's funny, the Barrel Horse World boards do still come up. I had forgot yeah. about those. And I think probably that exact post is like, oh, my God, did Nate Shalabar really pass away? Like, yeah. those yeah. posts came up. Um, the, yeah. the Barrel Horse News cover that was, you know, he was 2007 decades top horse, which he's yeah, 20 yeah, well, at this like, yeah. time. Um, I mean, just incredible. And yeah. I mean, what, what an incredible legacy that you were able to be a part of in your whole family. And, you know, he was, he was just so tremendous. Um, just, you know, to wrap it up, it, is there any parts that were like highlights low lights like your favorite parts that may may not be a win and then what is kind of your life in barrel racing look like you know in the last decade and what are what are yeah. your hopes for the future so yeah one of the biggest highlights um that i can remember too was when briar approached us to do a briar for him and to me that was just amazing because i was a little girl that always played with my briars in the middle of the living room or the kitchen and had horse cells and cattle cells with my briars and stuff but so when they approached us to do a briar with him you know that was just an amazing opportunity and so they um at that point scamper had been done but so he was the second barrel horse to be done but so we went ahead and proceeded with that and so he actually ended up selling so many that Briar made him the horse of the year, and so they invited our family to bring him out to Lexington, Kentucky um, in 2007 to show him off out there, basically, is what they do um, for Briar Fest. Um, and what it is is all the new briars that are being released or have sold good in the last year or so, they get them out there. And if it's off of a real live horse, like there was a handful out there, like 
they put them on display. And so I want to say we were out there a week and they wanted us to be able to set up the barrels and run them through. But the <laughs> arena we ran in Lexington um, wasn't really barrel racing friendly. And honestly, we had all of our horses with us because we left Lexington that year. It was middle of July and went straight to Jackson to Youth World. Oh my so gosh. my parents were like, we're not about to cruise him through the barrel pattern down here on some iffy ground. So like we, we was time for us to display um, we would just go take him in the arena and they would tell the story of him, you know, and we just walk and trot and like lo- let him lope. And then we'd like cruising around the arena. Like when someone, he'd pick up that speed, you know, the arena would go fast and crazy, but that was just such a cool experience. Um, we were out there and, you know, me being me, I bought like probably $300 worth of briars and like just, I was an ooh and all and briars, but like people were an ooh and all for us. Like the first day, like we had this, t- we had so many, I think there was two or three autograph signings we had to do each day, but like we were standing there. And, like, this line started forming and, like, just kept forming and forming and getting longer and longer. And my dad, like, that went all the way around the building from where we were standing. And if you've ever been to Lexington, like, there's several buildings. But, like, it's huge out there. So my dad went up to the one of the ladies who we had known through Briar Fest and all that. Like, she was kind of, like, our guider out through out there. I was like, hey, hey, what's going on over here? What's this? Can I get my girls in that? What's that line for? And she's like, for you. He's like, no, what's this line for? And so, like for you that's your autograph session when you bring hot shot out and people take photos with him and the girls sign pictures that's like oh man he's like girls get ready here we go like it was just like an eye eye opening like i mean we had signed stuff through the years you know people's things at barrel races and people take photos with him but like just all at once all these people like just he had that opportunity to be shown there and so like every day you know mom and dad would hold him out there and let him eat grass and take photos while us three girls would sit there and just sign briar after briar or picture after picture it was just that opportunity too was just so cool. I can almost guarantee you, I probably have that briar still locked yeah. away somewhere in my house. And yeah. I mean, geez, second second briar of a barrel horse to scamper. If that doesn't say something about what Hotshot yeah. was doing, I don't know what does. Yeah. So like, and it's kind of kind of funny. Like, I sit here and like, I know I have them at my mom and dad's house. Like, I haven't brought them here, and I know mom. I know my mom, She, I'm pretty sure she's told us, but I don't know for sure, but, like, I know she has more put up for us, like, save for us, like, when we got adults, because, like, we weren't, we were young, we didn't know, you know, like, I know mine's open and has purple leg wraps on it, because that's my color for Hot Shot, and, like, hanging up, sitting on my counter in my old room at my mom and dad's house, like, I know he's still there, um, but I know she probably has them in the box, but, like, I have been searching for one for, that's signed, and somebody's like, well, just sign it now. You're right. All three of us could sign one now, but I want that true authenticity of our signatures from those days. Okay. Like, so we're like, going to so put it out there. And I, and I don't know, and I know, and I know this is going to be podcast, but she's going to hear it. And I don't know if my mom and dad actually have one of those. So I'm truly looking for one to gift to them. <laughs> okay. Like I'm sure I know that I know my mom has the briars. I know she kept them and I, but I don't know if she truly has one like with our signatures. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. from those days. Cause like we can sign it now. That's no big deal. But I tell you what, my penmanship, well, my penmanship's probably the same, but <laughs> it's not often, it's not authentic in my opinion. Cause it's not from those days. And I want one so bad for them with those days on it. Okay. So all of our listeners, yeah, if there you, you go. were there and you have those signatures, you let us know and we will yeah. figure out if you want to get rid of that, sell it. Let's get it back to the Steinhoffs because yeah. that would be yeah. very no, special. And I'm not, I mean, I'll spend a little something on it, but I'm not paying hundreds of dollars. I know they're worth it, but I, <laughs> yeah. just, I just don't know if I can pay that. But yeah, no, that's that's what I've been secretly looking for because, like I said, it's just 
I can't wait. Um, I think it was Blaine at McDonald had posted a picture of his above his bar, and I was looking at it. I was like, oh, my gosh, my cabinets in my kitchen had that much space above it before the ceiling, too. That's exactly where I'm going to put mine. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I didn't realize how many people have it. Like, I think I said earlier, too, like, I was kind of always annoyed that my dad would always let people take pictures with him. Or, like, and one even girl even showed me a picture that she was, like, sitting on Hotshot bareback. Hotshot did not ride bareback. Like, what the heck was my dad thinking? <laughs> but that girl has that picture, and, like, she's like, it made my day. And I'm just like, I sit here now, and I'm like, I'm so glad my dad made us do that. Like, it just brings tears to my eyes. And it's the same thing with the briar. I couldn't imagine. Like, one lady was like, I have one. And I was like, do you want to sell it? And she's like, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't know who it was. And she's like, I don't know. I'll have to ask my daughter. And she tagged Jimmy Smith. And I'm like, wait, what? That's Jimmy Smith? I'm like, there was, and then, like, Stevie, um, um, Salisbury. She'll always be Salisbury to me. Stevie Hillman, because um, she would actually lived up here around that time era, you know. And so, like, she was like, "Well, I have one too." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" It's just to me, like, it's crazy how many people actually have one of him, and like, they cherish it too. So, like, it's just there again the opportunity he gave us. So amazing. Yeah. So, um, I I know this sounds really probably selfish, but like. I can just sit here and tell you, like, the big wins. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I have little tidbits of things. Like, for instance, like, the day he left me off, I had got a – I don't I don't recall what month it was, but it was the day that my uncle um, that lived in Illinois was retiring. And so I had got up extra early to ride the exercise before we left because we were leaving out for a few days to go to his retirement party. And so I wanted to ride before we could go. And, like, I remember riding, and I was just all but done. And the next thing I know, I was on the ground. And, like, I remember sitting there, like, laughing, like, oh my gosh, like, like laughing, probably crying. Um, no, I was crying. I'm sure I was and, like calling mom, like, well, I can join Tanya. I bust me off. Like, and like, I just within a matter of seconds, you know, mom and dad barreling down in the feed truck to come down there to make sure I slash probably more. He was okay. Right. Than anything. And then like that, like, I remember like we tried probably, I don't know how long. And then mom, one of them, mom or dad, you know, finally gave him a call. Tanya's like, can you please come catch him? Like, you so know, funny. Um, Oh, I don't know. Just the fact that I remember a few times, like I said earlier, like going to try to exercise him and like after five minutes of him running around his pen and I couldn't catch him, just calling Tanya like, can you come catch him, please? So I can go ride. I um, love it. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. Probably. Just, I, I guess little tidbits too. Like I think I touched on it earlier too was just the Holland, like there was, like I said, that point in time, there was rooster, a rooster and Tanya, me and hotshot and Taylor and Jetta, like Mm -hmm. just the three of them. Like when we, when Jetta passed away, she passed away. Um, uh, let's see, probably seven or eight years ago. And she was like 30, Taylor could tell you 33 or so. And we actually were trying to get her bred to another shot at the time. Um, so we could keep that, her line going. Oh man. If I was rodeoing nowadays, I want Jetta. And me and Taylor have made the statement. She was so consistent. Like, I would love to have another Jetta just to go rodeo. Um, but anyway, we, we kind of, when she passed away, we just kind of, I remember all of us kind of like, they're kind of relieved. Like, all three of them were back together again. Like, yeah. those three just made made our lives for us. And it, just, it was just so nice, like, when we could say that those three were running together. Um, so I would say just those little tidbits. I'm sure there's more, but like, sometimes there's just some of them you got to keep to yourself kind of thing, you know? Totally so. understand. Thanks for tuning in. What an awesome story, and we love Tyranny's passion about her family's horse, the legendary Hotshot. 
Don't forget to check out The Money Barrel on Patreon and go listen to that bonus content where Tierney describes a run on Hotshot from start to finish. A big thank you to this week's sponsor, Expert Equine and the REM Mask. Visit their website, xpertequine.com today. All right, everyone, run fast, be safe, and we'll see you soon.